Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together to study your word and to study what you have revealed to us and given to us. Help us to increase in wisdom and knowledge and, and look to you in everything we do today and everything we do the rest of this week. We pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, Peter, I know it's your favorite topic, so we're going to be talking about sin today. And this is going to be a little awkward with just three of us. <laughs> I mean, it was meant to be awkward with however many people showed up, but I really want us to just talk today. So maybe a little awkward for these guys on the phone, but... <laughs> Poor yeah. souls. Yeah. But let's start off with Jonah, if you guys want to flip to the book of Jonah. That's in the Old Testament. <laughs> Oh. One of the prophets. Right. Will Joshua be acceptable? No. <laughs> I mean, you can look at it, but... <laughs> uh, there it is. Um, after Obadiah and before Micah. Not Luke. Luke is not. Oh, oh. Not the book. Sorry, I got a little confused. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get this eventually. <laughs> Alright. Nope. <laughs> Still not there. Okay, it's okay. Nope. All right, that's, that's why we're here. <laughs> Too far back. Too far back. Yeah, yeah. Back this way again. There's a lot of really small books. Ariel 100. There Let's think go. back to it. <laughs> it's getting warmer. You said, there you go. And I was like, oh, nope, I found nope, it. Not that. <laughs> no, not Uh-huh. Just, just, just a little more. A little bit farther. So close. Yep. After this one. There oh, oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to read the first chapter of Jonah. And just, just I don't know. Think about what we're reading. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship to go to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went into it to go into with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship, and had laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation and where do you come from? What is your country and of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? 
for the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you, that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. He said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea, then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Do you guys know where Tarshish is? No. Peter? Spade. You looked at the bottom of your book. <laughs> no, yeah, so it's okay, like cool. bottom of Spain. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you know where Israel's at. Mm-hmm. And Nineveh would have been east of wherever they're at in Israel right now. So he's, like, literally trying to get to the other side of the world to him. He's trying to find Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, he was trying to find New Jersey. <laughs> he was trying to be uh, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> um, so how do you guys run away? Like Jonah tried to go to the opposite side of the world from the Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, literally running away, but but so much as I think uh, I've noticed patterns in my life at times in the past where um, maybe rushing through, mostly in prayer, I would say, because that's... um, that's where most of the things that I've come to experience the Lord telling me to do or not telling me to do kind mm-hmm. of start and end. Yeah. So it's like praying a really quick prayer to say I prayed about something or praying with an agenda and not so much an open heart is, is the way that I would run away. It's mm-hmm. like afraid what afraid that if I'm praying about a relationship or I'm praying about a future job or place I'm living or, or something like that that I'm afraid that he might say something that I don't want to hear when yeah. I'm praying with this thing in mind that's how I run away yeah. I find myself running away by hanging out with people that would draw me away from whatever it is that I feel called towards mm-hmm. and it's really easy for me to get sucked up into the lives of other people because I naturally care for others So it's really easy for me to avoid what God might want for me or is calling me towards by finding new people and caring about them more than I care about where God is sending me. Because, like Tristan said, what if it's hard? What if it hurts? What if it's not what I want? Yeah, just like Jonah. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He wanted to go to the other side of the world. Um, Some little things that I wrote down. TikTok. That's how I run away. I love TikTok. Uh, Hanging out with my friends instead of praying. Going to worship instead of going to Bible study. 
I don't know where everyone's at. <laughs> um, Probably hanging with their friends. Yeah. Pretending it doesn't happen. Just ignoring the Lord. If you guys want to flip to Mark chapter 10, it should be easier for Peter to find this one. <laughs> Do one of you guys want to read uh, verses 17 through 22? Sure. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him. He said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. We have some good stuff. I have some stuff that I like. I'm sure that it wouldn't be great if the Lord looked at everything I have and he told me to give up some stuff. I'm sure I wouldn't do it. We want what we have. We never want what the Lord gives us. We push it away. We run away. We don't go to Nineveh, if you want to use that metaphor. What's some stuff that you guys have that you just can't imagine giving up for the Lord? I just got this coat. It's a pretty nice coat. I do not want to give up this code, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man. So much. My shoes. Yeah. Love my shoes. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, just since getting hurt. But, mm-hmm. like, my general athleticism, you know, like just, just the ability to, to walk and run and work out and play sports and do things like that, you know, that we take for granted. And then I think about, yeah, I'm temporarily injured, but, you know, what about somebody who's, like, paralyzed or something like that? If that were to happen to me, yeah. would I be able to take it? I don't know. You know, that's something I don't want to give up. Jesus asked this man to give up everything and follow him. I, I just think that's so hard. I mean, I, I, again, I wrote down some stuff, like, would I give up my job? Would I give up my girlfriend? When I give up my family? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to think about, like, would I give up everything to go and follow the Messiah? I'll read to you guys something. You don't have to flip there. From Mark 14, 51 and 52. Uh, and this is uh, Jesus is getting arrested in the garden. And Mark writes, And a young man followed him, followed him being Jesus, Uh, with nothing but a linen cloth about his body. And they seized him, but he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. What do you guys think about that? I know it may not say a lot there. It's only two verses about a young boy running away naked. But (laughs) what do you guys think? It could be anything. I mean, it's interesting that Mark includes that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but just like from the 
because that's such a that's such a weird thing to include mm-hmm. right after all of this other stuff with Jesus getting arrested and everything. So clearly, it has some significance to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, some say it could have been Mark himself. Who knows? Not what I'm focusing on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Um, I don't know. I he ran away from Jesus. Man, he got so close to he, Jesus. He gave up. It's almost the flip side of Jonah. Like he gave up the one thing he had to in the in his running away. He was so close to Jesus. I mean, verses later, I mean, Jesus is crucified, killed for us. And this young man was so close to following him and being with him, but he ran away. That's just like the young man we were, the rich young man that we just read about. How he has everything and he doesn't want to give it up. And this man, this young boy could have given up stuff. But when it comes time to decide, he chose to run away. You guys want to flip to Romans 6. Six verse six it says We know that our old self was crucified with him, in order that the body of sin might be brought to be nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So what is your old self? What are some things that maybe you've given up to be a follower of Christ? You want to give up? It's a way of life, sin that you used to do. Yeah, um, I mean, the easiest one for me to point to is my sobriety. Yeah. I struggled with alcohol and drugs, and it was one of the first things. It was the first thing that gave up when I became a Christian. Yeah. You don't have to share, Peter, if you don't want to. I'm not forcing you to say As I opened my mouth, opened my mouth to share. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> interesting because for me it's a little it's twofold but it starts with sobriety struggling with alcohol and drugs but further than that giving up partying and just party life Mm. there's a lot of people that you don't that you lose the opportunity of meeting Mm. when you step out of it people that you used to associate with that you got to cut off mm-hmm. yeah. definitely an easy thing that we could know we give up is Sunday mornings because mm-hmm. now we don't get to sleep in on one day of the week and we got to go to church <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for sharing that's awesome Romans seven sixteen through 20 maybe it's on the same page it is for me <laughs> look at that <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Now, if I do what I want, what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. 
For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. We're a sinful people, and we deserve nothing. I, when I was making this Bible study, it's just like, it catches my attention. Like, why do I get to have eternal life with Christ? Why, why did he love me that much? You don't have to say anything, but just like a self-reflection of sin, sin in your life, sin in us. Let's go back to Jonah, see what he's up to. (laughs) Sorry, I should have told you to mark it. Nah, you're good. Two bookmarks too. Put a bookmark there when you get there. So. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Nice. Nice. So if you want to read it later, Jonah 2 is just a prayer that Jonah says. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. But for the sake of the story, we'll read Jonah 3. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published it throughout Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, Taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. And this is my favorite verse. <laughs> Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. And God saw what they did how they turned from their evil way. God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. So who knows? Maybe God will save us. Maybe he already did save us. How are we saved? Basic Lutheran question. I hope Tristan knows this too. You got to start first. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Basic Lutheran question. Yeah. Basic Lutheran question. Okay. 
we are not saved through our own actions. Yeah. But through Jesus and yeah. his death and resurrection yeah. on the cross. Yeah. By grace, we've been saved through faith. Yeah. That is not of ourselves. Wow, look at you guys go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I don't know. I just like how it says, who knows? God may turn and relent from his fierce anger. So Jonah had ran away and did some bad things. And he offered himself up as a sacrifice so that the other people could be saved. And he was in a great fish or a whale. And then the Lord saves him. And then a second time he goes to Nineveh. Exactly what he didn't want to do. And then he does it, and the people believe in Jesus. Or God, sorry. It's pretty cool. Um, okay, there's three of us. Um, do you want to flip to Luke 23, 26? Gotcha. Peter Luke. Come I should have gave Peter Luke. I literally had it marked. <laughs> uh, marked. You can go Stop. to Mark 15, 21. <laughs> <laughs> You said 23, 26? Yeah. All right, but and I'll do Matthew 27, 32. All of these are going to say the same thing. Synoptic Gospels. Yeah. Wow. Who would have guessed? Wow. Isn't that crazy? All right. Uh, I'll read Matthew 27, 32. It says, uh, As they went out, they found a man, a Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And as they led him away, they seized one, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid, him, laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. All right, what do these verses say? Pretty simple. Simon of Cyrene carried the cross. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is on his way to the, the mount to be crucified and they find a guy named Simon son of Alexander or whatever Mark said. <laughs> this this guy. Father. Father oh, actually. Father. Wow, okay. He had a yeah. son named Rufus. What does this guy do? Clearly he needed Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah, he carried his cross to him. For him. Yeah. Uh, so John, not a synoptic gospel. Uh, John nineteen sixteen through 17. You don't have to flip there. I'll read it. So he delivered him over to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. So did John just get it wrong? Got the story wrong? Jesus carried his own cross. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are wrong. So I'm sorry I had to get into a little bit of Greek here. It's very simple. Uh, so the word is uh, bastazo, maybe? I don't know. I should be better at this. <laughs> and, and that's the word that John uses. It means to bear or to carry. Um, one of the definitions in the, uh, the lexicon that I had, and I may have teared up after I read this. I don't know. That's for you to decide. But to bear or to carry, metaphorically, to be receiving it calmly. He 
receive the cross calmly. Jesus did. Peter, do you want to read Luke 14, 27? Anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Yeah, that's the same word there. Bear, carry, carry the cross. So the way that John puts it is, instead of focusing on Simon carrying the cross, Jesus took the sins of the world, the cross, all of our sins, and he was crucified for them. It's a basic story, and it's a basic Bible study. But I hope it makes you think about all the sin that we have. And we don't think about it a lot. We just like to look at the good things. We like to think, oh yeah, Jesus was crucified, it's all good. But there's an evil part of us. There's a sinful part of us. And that's why we should praise Jesus. That's why we should go to Bible studies and go to church be in his work it's because we are so sinful just like Jonah just like everyone else but Jesus bared the cross he received it calmly the sins of the world we'll go back to Jonah one last time and see how he finishes his story The end of Jonah. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is, this, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you well? Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his head, to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of this plant. But when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant, so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah, so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, Is it better for me to die than to live? But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, already angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? I don't know what that last part is doing there. 
Almost seems like they didn't know how to translate that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought about the Jonah story ending like this. I mean, I knew it ended like this, but I don't think about the plant that got appointed and then the worm that killed the plant and the scorching east wind that... Sure, this was about Jonah. This Bible study was about Jonah and how he was a great sinner. He loved the Lord, but he ran away from him. And we do that every single day. We may not go to the opposite side of the world, but we run from the Lord. And we need to look back at him every single day because he bared the sins of the world and he died for us. That's hard to understand. But we praise him for it every single day. Any questions? You guys ever seen the Veggie Tales? Jonah? No, I haven't. Because I'm glad that I wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's what I think about when I think about the plant and the worm. Yep. Yeah, I can picture the scene. Yeah, really. That happens. I'll have to watch yeah, it. It's it's pretty dope. But yeah, I mean. It's so funny to me how angry he was towards those people in that city. It just seems so out of left field why he hated them so much, but it's such a powerful look at the the metaphor that God uses there, you know, using that plant and the fact that like you can be this upset about a plant that you didn't do any work for. I created all of you, so of course I'm upset. I don't want to destroy all of you, right? So, mm-hmm. like, that's why I have mercy. And that's, I mean, it's like you were talking about earlier. It's amazing. Like, it's just not, there's no explanation. You can talk about the mercy all you want. You can talk about the attributes of God that we can see in the Bible. We can be analytical all day long, but end of the day there's no reasonable explanation for why any of us get to be saved it's only mercy it's amazing grace you know how can you not be thankful every day it's crazy and we do lose sight of it of course because we're human and we're stupid Mm -hmm. but when you realize that you lost sight of it and you recenter your focus that's that's what life's all about you keep adjusting get off the path a little and come back Come back, come back, come back. Peter, do you want to close in prayer? Sure. Lord God, thank you for sending your son to bear the cross that was meant for us. Thank you for all of the gifts that you bestow on us. And thank you, Lord, for bringing us together here tonight to think and talk about Jonah a little bit more. And I ask your blessing on all of us that you might help us recenter ourselves whenever we start to go off of your path or try to run away. 
just help us to stay on track, stay on target. In your name we pray.